Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! Alright, we just saw Crazy Rich Asians. And on the count of three, we will give our one to ten rating. One, two, three. Eight. 9.5. Ooh, Jill's up there. Yep. I think that was a nearly perfect romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think I'm always like, I have like a ceiling on romantic comedies, unfortunately. That right. It's very hard to to uh, puncture the the eight for me on a, on a romantic comedy, just because of... You don't necessarily love the, the genre. The, li- the limitations of the, of the genre. They tend to be very struck, or very formulaic, and this one, use the formula to great results. Great results. And I feel like use the formula for purpose. Yeah. Like a great purpose. Yeah. I loved it. I thought, the, okay, so I'll start with my, like, miniature complaints. The reason why I didn't get a 10 for me. I thought they, the acting was just a little bit stiff in the beginning. Yeah, Nick, the actor who played Nick, uh, he, was a, he was a bit stiff the whole, whole movie, Yeah, I, I liked him. But, yeah. He, he was likable, but just uh, as an actor, I don't know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was super I found the dialogue, like, a little bit unrelatable in the very start, and um, the acting style a little bit... Mm-hmm forced but that was really just the first few scenes after that loved it yeah i loved that it didn't start with all the great writing and jokes in the first 10 minutes and Uh then just got kind of formulaic and like yeah 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 i feel like it got funnier Uh smack in the middle when you should have it like the nice chocolatey center (laughs) and then you know, you like ramp up to that, and then after you've been laughing and having so much fun, then you're totally ready to cry yeah. a million times, like I did. Three times. <laughs> you cried. You said three times. I cried. What were the parts you cried? Um, I cried when she's getting a massage and the person's being mean to her. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. You cried because someone's being mean. That's that's an interesting cry. Yes, well, because she's feeling really horrible, and so she wow. ran away. Okay, whatever. Okay, I cried. I'm no, just I, telling you. I love that. I'm just fascinated by that. Like, and. like you were so, you were so, um, uh, uh, in her corner, or like so, uh, like the movie, the movie had like made, like wrapped you into it. Totally. Folds. Yeah. Because, well, I also love romantic comedy, so I think I'm very, I'm like, go into romantic comedy mode. So yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Um, and then I cried when. She was sad. (laughs) Before her mom got there. Okay, gotcha. And then I cried again after her mom got there. For different reasons. That's why I'm like different cries, you know? Like, first I was like, oh, poor thing. You know, heartbreak. Yeah. And then the other one was like, oh, I love my mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love my mom too, you know? (laughs) Um, so, <laughs> so it did that. I love that it was, um, so it, one thing that a lot of romantic comedies do gives you like a little tour of a country, yeah. you know, like, um, French Kiss, which is one of my all time favorites. 
it's like basically here's a romantic comedy and let us just indulge in a trip to Paris mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Great. So that was this, but with Singapore. And we just get a like a tour. It's like an introduction, a little vacation to be introduced to this country. Or Roman Holiday is kind of like that. It's uh, kind of the opposite of Roman Holiday because <laughs> she's a princess pretending not to be uh-huh. and gets to experience. And right. it's kind of the opposite with this one. But still, same idea. Right. And how much fun is that? And we have not had a romantic comedy set in an Asian country right. or location like that. And so how wonderful to have this format that we're also familiar with showing us something new yeah i love that this is a american studio film and the most well-known name was ken jong who is usually just a very small bit part in like a jet apatow movie (laughs) oh you see the dad of her yeah yeah. oh my gosh she's Um, great i love that he's like i don't so aquafina is lately she's been (laughs) becoming more yeah yeah like of a household name so I yeah, just think yeah, that's yeah. crazy the movie was packed this is like the second week packed second weekend in um, all ages yeah so I'm pretty psyched about that yeah it just becomes clearer and clearer with each quote unquote risk that's taken with um, you know trying to represent an underserved uh, population yeah that <laughs> these are not actually risks these, these are the obvious choices. Right. Whether it's Black Panther um, or a movie like Big Sick. Yeah. You tell a, you know, a f- familiar story with uh, a very fresh take and people are all over it. And I think that's that's wonderful. People, that's a big part of what people like about movies. Yeah. Is that you get to see different people, places, and things. Yeah. And I like that, so a romantic comedy trope, that there is just the worst communication that you've ever witnessed. That's how you get the romantic comedy formula going is people not properly communicating so that tension and conflict can ensue. But they always they always address it. Rachel, she's always saying, why did you tell me this? Right. That is the most, this is the first thing you tell someone when you're bringing them to a wedding. Yes. Is that my family is rich, that they're stuck up. And- but I also appreciate because I get really sick and tired of the overused plot point in romantic comedies that one person doesn't come completely clean on something that they're clearly ashamed of and it's really hard for them to talk about Mm -hmm. and their like supposed dedicated significant other is so feels so betrayed by the Uh, fact that they weren't able to like talk about something that they like you know slap them and run away and cry in their hotel room by themselves just because of that one hidden and they didn't do that you know she was a little bit like it almost starts with like excitement like wait a minute yeah you're rich like i didn't know this why didn't you tell me this but it's not anger and then as it you know and then i think as the more she feels blindsided by like how difficult this whole situation is that's when she's a little bit like hey you could have helped me out but she addressed it like she she yeah. doesn't leave him. She just is like, this is hard for me. And he's like, you're totally right. Yeah. I should have done, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was satisfying. What I also like about this is when you when you clash with a family and you're looking at a long-term relationship, that's a problem. Like, you can't just say love overcomes all. Right. End of story. You, you actually have to do some work to figure out, can this work? Because just look, going into it with a positive attitude... Uh, that's a good way to get blindsided, right. you know, and have outside of your control, have have the marriage kind of crumble around you. So, 
getting on the same page and figuring out like how are we going to do this how is this going to make sense i think that was important to make that satisfying answer to that question be what gives us that symbolic marriage that the romantic comedy has to end with and she kind of you know tells her mother-in-law to be that it's her that's making it so that somebody loses no matter what the situation is right and so her mother has to be the one to acknowledge that and make a shift which is very satisfying but you but you also feel like the writing allowed her character to feel very secure in that decision right you know like hard and but she's supported by her mom and you feel like she's holding her head up high and she's a strong woman who isn't going to crumble when she gets home and (laughs) not be able to live her life. Um, So that's really satisfying. I love the rings thing. I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. So that was a great, again, like how do you retell the same old story differently? Mm -hmm. That was a wonderful bit of symbolism. Yeah. I think also it's important. Oh, I cried at that point too. So four times. (laughs) Okay. I cried or my, my eyes brimmed with tears uh, when they make eye contact across the party at the at the very end, Aww. the mom and Rachel. Yeah, I think it's it was really important that we had the failed relationship to show us where Rachel and Nick would have ended up had Rachel not yes. stood up because the resentment right. would have with the sister built. Astrid. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna take a little break in a second because. I am helping shoot a film called Mass Hysteria, and I need to pick up laundry <laughs> to do for our final week of shooting. Anyway. I thought that there were some scenes that were pitch perfect in terms of comedy, like uh, the Ken Jong scenes were great, and yeah, anything where Aquafina was there just was awesome yes. uh, so like on the plane at the end when he's like awkwardly trying to get through the seats oh I loved that I, I thought that that could have been directed a lot better it, yes that's true it was they were making it way too obvious that it was awkward to get instead of it just happening around them and he's focusing he was like um this is awkward <laughs> let me uh, <laughs> hold on let me help you out real. okay let me go <laughs> you gotta you gotta believe me I got I got a girl to talk to on this plane so I, I just thought it was a little bit hokey um, and I would have liked sure. to see that play a little bit more authentically sure. instead of him kind of trying to ham it up all right pause i'm back my friend sam soy on facebook shared some articles that i read ahead of seeing this that helped um inform my viewing a little bit uh one thing that uh one article he shared was about the, the soundtrack which uh there's a lot of covers in Chinese of American songs. Yes, I was going to talk about that too. Yeah. For example, Yellow by Coldplay, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. important because of the uh, offensive <laughs> term for Asians. Uh, but yeah, the kind of reclaiming of that. Um, but the director stated about the choice to do some cover, like American song covers in Chinese was to kind of uh, replicate the feeling of growing up in America with a kind of mix of identities. Yeah, and I I didn't do any research, and so I didn't know if the choices were, you know, even going a bit beyond that of um, kind of the combining of Western and Eastern cultures. The religious element of it. So, mm-hmm. like, they're being, they're being married in this church. It was a very Caucasian yeah. stained glass 
And then directly under that is all the like red Chinese lanterns. And so that's all in one big shot, you know, yeah. um, like just right next to each other in the juxtaposition of that. And I just thought that was, they did that a lot, right. I guess, throughout. Um, or having like the Asian woman scatting, you know, I think that's something that right. people wouldn't put together in their brain, those right. two things. Um, yeah. And I think they did that kind of throughout the whole uh-huh. movie is say, Oh, are you not used to seeing an Asian doing this? Well, let us show you that. Right. <laughs> and even, I, I mean, you brought it, uh, brought this to my attention. If there's a male Asian character in a film, they typically are like the protector. Right. But never like the love interest or seen as yeah, like something sexual. Yeah. Um, Which is, uh, I believe, that was Sam Soy uh, pointing me in that direction. Oh, so. okay, okay. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Another thing I liked... So I'm jumping around a lot. Go for it. But another thing I liked that I thought the writing did really well with the wedding scene is I felt like I was at that wedding participating. I felt like I was somebody with the with the character who... Our main character, woman that we're following. Rachel. I felt a little out of place, you know, like watching everything, like what's going on. And I felt like I was kind of grasping at the things I recognized as being familiar um, but there's a moment when the two like flower girls and the flower boy toddling down the aisle and the audi- our live yeah, audience right. all went like oh <laughs> just like you would right. so I felt yeah, like I we all too. were like in this maybe I'm being super cheesy but this like marriage of like our very American white audience probably mostly white audience watching this you know different culture and we're all together seated just being like warmed by right. these adorable children <laughs> coming down the aisle throwing petals so anyway I just thought that was an effective moment I like that the women were very strong mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really interesting that they took all of the father figures out of the picture oh I didn't even notice that there were no there was no grandfather there wow. was no father there was no father on either side you see in Astrid's relationship he's he's so consumed by trying to prove himself with yeah. his work that he's that he's missing out on right. his family but he feels such a pressure to do that right so I think I think that's the they're maybe making that observation about right. the cultural ill but it allowed for there to be really strong female characters yeah which I appreciated a lot and again breaking any sort of like giggling girl Asian um, stereotype right I I think my favorite uh, (laughs) bit of acting like comedic acting was uh, when Aquafina is politely turning down the invitation to come to the uh, (laughs) party and it's like she just knows okay I have to refuse once refuse twice third time okay I'm coming you know her, her timing was just Amazing. Her like, timing is really funny. I, I could not get over how good that was. Makes me want to see. Like I'm sure they did more than one take. I want to see every take and see if she took it different directions. I'm sure that was the it best. It feels take, like that. But I, I just loved. I just loved it. I would just be curious to see other versions of all, it. I, almost all of her lines, I felt like she had a lot of fun. Yeah. You, I feel like you could tell that she was just doing something every single. You know, just little things of like, um, you know, and she's like, wait. You're going to their house. You're not wearing that. 
like come yeah. into my room and yeah. she's like throwing clothes at her and like the uh, her, the delivery of all of her lines and the way she's like tossing these clothes at her I could just imagine them doing that take after take after take and just having her give them so many choices yeah. <laughs> she was delivering I actually thought that's Ruben's bone <laughs> <laughs> good thing you didn't run it over want to pick it up but, but, okay so Ruben has a dog neighborhood friend Named Emma. Sure, you can get it while I'm okay. explaining the story. And we found Ruben came home with, I think, one of Emma's bones. <laughs> and we're driving home and now see one of Ruben's bones <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> so I think they did a bone swap. They're just trading toys. I thought this was Emma's bone, but yeah, I see. And it's literally Ruben's bone. Nope, literally. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Pretty moon, everybody. Let's reevaluate. Okay, I I still I'm so close to a ten, but I I agree with your criticisms, and I'm holding to my criticisms, so I can't do it. But I I just don't want to bring it down to a nine. A nine. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I think a nine and a half. I just enjoyed yeah, it so much. I think I'm going up to an eight point five. From I, where? From, from an eight. eight. Yeah. Because uh, I I totally did not catch the. The way that the um, traditional male um, leadership roles, mm, mm-hmm. the movie were kind of subverted. That was really interesting. Yeah. And it was not like heavy-handed because I, I took into conversation yeah. about it to yeah, yeah. realize it. And I think if you weren't looking, you know, again, I think you and I, now that we've done this many podcasts, there are times when, when you're watching movies that your brain is just thinking about what you're going to talk about during the podcast afterward. I definitely yeah. catch myself doing that for some films more than others. I definitely was thinking you're a about monster. that. I know. I was definitely thinking those things with this one. But I think if I didn't have a podcast and my brain wasn't there and I was purely just turning off and enjoying it, I think this movie would have washed over me without me thinking hard and intellectually about things, but it still would have had the effect on my brain that's so helpful to to see right. certain images. Um, that we don't see. Right. So good on that movie. Success. We're going to go eat a cauliflower crust pizza. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.